Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Forgiven Podcast. I am your host, uh, Pastor Logan, and I just wanted to take a quick second uh, to apologize. Uh, we haven't put out an episode in the last, like, three weeks, and that's almost all my fault. I got sick for two weeks, uh, and Pastor Mike and I, with Christmas and a bunch of ministries popping up and all that kind of stuff, we just kind of had to put the podcast on hold for a little while. Um, and so, but we're back now, uh, and it is, um, I'm obviously really excited, um, because this episode is one that, like, I have wanted to do since I came up with the idea. Like, truthfully, this guest was one of the first people that I written, that I wrote down on my Google Doc of somebody I wanted to talk to. Um, uh, just because he's been very influential in my life, he taught me a lot, but also he, he and I are just, like, good friends, and we have a good back and forth, and so I feel like this episode is going to be uh, really fun. So we have on uh, one of my close friends. He was a mentor of mine. He's a great leader in the church. He's also a fantastic worship leader and fellow youth pastor extraordinaire. We have uh, my good friend, Ethan Andrews from the Neighborhood Church um, to join us on the Forgiven Podcast. And so Ethan, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Ethan and I am from Saskatoon. I love Saskatoon, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, of course. Uh, and lots of good memories with you, Logan, over the years. It's like the most amazing years we've had together. Uh, so I'm really excited for this too. I'm just all uh, like reminiscent and stuff, you know, nostalgic right now, yeah. thinking about all the stuff we've been through. So Oh, we'll have to get into some of those, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Get into those juicy stories, those little, those little tasty morsels of history. I'm already dying. This is going to be fantastic. Um, so what do you do? Like, what's your role at the church? Like, what do you do? Tell us a little bit about your ministry, maybe how long you've been there. Um, just give us a little insight. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the youth pastor right now. Uh, I've done some other stuff around the church over the years, but uh, I've uh, really focused in on youth and stayed centered on that. Uh, so, yeah, I run the youth group, which we run from grades 6 to 12. So the juniors and seniors are kind of put together. Uh, and the neighborhood church is really, um, it's a cool, unique church, I think, and uh, like such a cool family to be part of. So I've just enjoyed those years working there with the students. And we're in a community called Lawson Heights in Saskatoon. And so I really love Lawson Heights and there's like lots of high schools around and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I just really do youth ministry mostly. There's obviously yeah. when you work on staff at a church, you, you kind of end up doing everything else too sometimes but it's like that's yeah, uh my, my job is with youth yeah well and i think not even just work like not even just like being on staff if you just volunteer at your church one weekend you could be doing sound and then the next week it could be hey do you want to like have your foot washed or something yeah. right like it's like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> That's not a safe movement these days. <laughs> hey, I listen, listen. I did it live, okay? I was preaching over the I was pre I got I got permission from this person. So I like asked, I was doing the whole thing of Jesus washing the feet and I was talking about how we like need to serve our community and our people and I yeah. used this as like a big example and I got one of our junior youth, he's one of my like good volunteers and I texted his mom and yeah. it was like, "Hey, I know this is a really odd request, but like <laughs> Is this something that you would be okay with? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, once I explained it to her, she's like, that's awesome. I love that idea. Like, I am so down. Like, absolutely. She's like, even if he says no, I'm probably just going to get him to do it anyway. <laughs> 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 
classic. I was like, well, no. And I was like, no, please don't force him. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I washed his feet. I had it like in service and stuff. And it was like, it was this really cool moment of like me being like the youth pastor of like, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to serve the youth. Wow. Right. And so with him being one of the youth, I th- it really like hit home for a lot of people. So anyway, I bring that wow, up man. to say, it's just like, like, is this really that funny? Really that happened. Like, I thought you pulling yeah, that out as no. just a random example. And that's actually nope. something, man, good on you. I could not, I could not. Oh, man. it was, listen, uh, if this young man didn't want to do it, pastor Glenn was also like, Oh yeah. He's like, you could wash mine. And then he's like, I'm going to go outside. And he's like, I'm going to go barefoot in the mud. And he's like, I'm going to make it real <laughs> nasty for you. <laughs> He didn't, of course, obviously. Of course he would, too. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I could hear um, him saying it. Yeah, 100%. And so I guess for the listeners, too, like, uh, Ethan and I worked together for a long time. Like, like, mm-hmm. I, like, just today on Facebook, I got a five-year anniversary uh, picture um, from, like, what I would say was probably one of the best youth teams I've ever been a part of mm. that was, like, under your leadership and that was oh. like the picture of all of us in like the sweaters that you got us and everything. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I got that. that. I, I still wear that. Um, yeah, me anyway. too, man. Those sweaters yeah. are comfy. Yeah, and so um, Ethan and I go way back, and so I kind of think it would be cool to give the the listeners just a little bit of backstory on like how we even know each other too, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I went away to Bible College in Saskatoon Horizon, and that's also where Ethan went. That's right. Um, and Rose part of, yeah, represent. And yep. um, part of your Bible college training there is you do ministry formation is what it's called. So you go and volunteer at a church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wanted to youth ministry, but I didn't know what church or whatnot. Right. I was kind of shopping around and uh, I met you and found out that like, oh, you know, a ton of the people that I know. And like, you're like kind of known in Manitoba. And I was like, ah, oh, cool. Manitoba represent. Because you like... <laughs> Because you know, I came, then, I came to college from Manitoba and worked there in the summers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just connected, and I just did youth ministry with you for a year of just showing up every what? That was still Thursday night, wasn't it? We weren't like, man, I can't even remember when we did. I think that it shift. was still. I think it was still Thursday. I okay. think it was still Thursday. I'll I take your word for it. Yeah, not that it matters, but and so like Ethan was, just, he was just like a youth pastor to me, and. It was really great, and uh, I say this all the time, and he always gets after me, and is like, "No, you weren't that bad," but I know how bad I was, no. and so <laughs> I just second guessed him on everything because I was like, "Oh, I'm a Bible college. I obviously know what I'm talking about." Okay, so, like, <laughs> okay. First of all, that is a that is a like that's a that's a what should I call that? Mm like a syndrome that Bible college students will never be able to avoid. I think, honestly, like you get there and you're like, Oh yeah, now I know everything, you know, it's like, that's a, it's a sickness that happens to us all, man. I mean, luckily I think for you, you got rid of that like pretty quickly through your years. You know what I mean? Yes. I think I did as well. I think I was worse when I was your age doing it though, honestly, like I was like, man, Mr. Mr. Critical, just like, why did the pastor say that? I would have said it this way, or what, you know, just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, I right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, you were not that bad though. I actually, I, again, I do try to tell you this every time you say it is 
like it was so important to have your voice around the table like that, where you were like questioning things and being like, well, why would we do it this way? Or why can't we do it another way? And like, Mm. sure. Sometimes I had to be like, yeah, okay. Like we don't have time to discuss this right now. Like we just got to do what the plan is, you know, but, uh, like it changed my youth ministry to have you asking questions. It was awesome. Loved it. (laughs) Now, now I get, now I have, yeah, I can like, I don't have any like uh, Bible college students on my youth team right now. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to my youth team. You guys are fantastic, by the way. And I know most of nice. you are listening to this. Um, yeah. And so no- notice how I said that was one of the best youth teams I've ever been a part of. I have to be Ooh. biased and say Ooh. that the youth team that I have now is the best one, right? Like okay. that's, I have to, right? Like that, yeah. That's just like a rule somewhere, yeah. right? Be, be true like, to your school for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Ethan and I ended up doing youth ministry for many years, and then I did my internship with you guys, and then I was hired on, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I worked at the church for, like, three years, and just helping you and doing a bunch of stuff, and uh, oh yeah, and so Ethan and I, we're good friends, like, even ever since I moved away and everything, we still hang out online, yeah, like, that's we right. still, like, we're still friends, and so, um, and I think, Ethan, you're so valuable to, like, me, but I think just to the greater Christian community, uh, of like youth leaders and everything like that because you have this innate ability to develop really good leaders like like truthfully you do oh, wow. like I, I because i i come from being under your tutelage and everything and a lot of what i do in my youth ministry uh work right now is like based off of like what we did together because you modeled it you modeled it really really well and that is like I think just to give you some flowers and gas you up just a little bit. Um, <laughs> I was like, um, you were very deliberate about making us better leaders in terms of like, you actually were like, no, you guys are going to plan the game this week. And if it fails, it fails. Like, you mm. know, like Ben and I shout outs, Ben Potter, one of my closest friends, like yeah. awesome dude. He yeah. and I literally, you asked us, Hey, you two come up with a game. We totally forgot day of he's picking <laughs> day of he's picking me up for youth. And I was like, Ben, do we have a game? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, we need a game. And so we drove to Pee Mart, oh, bought man. a dictionary, and then the dictionary game was born. Yo, yo, and that game was fire, man. We still <laughs> yeah. have that dictionary. It, it chills oh, in a man. youth cabinet. And I'm like, yo, I'll pull this out every now and again for sure. And, and so uh, for for those of you that don't know, the dictionary game was Ben and I at Pee Wee Mart looking for something to do. Sorry, we hold on dic- a second. I got to interrupt you. Are you saying Pee Wee Mart? It's PV Mart, isn't it? It's a V, It's PV. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm just thinking of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> like, what is Pee Wee Mart? Yeah. Uh, uh, I knew it was PV, too. I don't know why I said it with a W, but... Um, <laughs> yeah okay I mean, sorry good. i just i was no, no, like i don't know if i'm it's hearing good. that right but i think he's no, saying no, no, kiwi and i have to say something about that okay but, so you're at pv mart yeah we're at pv mart uh, and we found this dictionary and he, ben you know ben he is very like creative he's like he sees something and that's what it and he was like mm-hmm. oh he's like he's like we could make a game with this because it was on clearance i think we got <laughs> it for like a it was i think we got it for a dollar i'm not even kidding yeah like and the dictionary game was we would just split them into like three or four teams and we'd flip open to a random word in the dictionary and then we would yeah. ask we, we would just they had to guess what the definition was and uh so classic it's so it, it was such a fun game and it was so like grassroots you know like it was like yeah um 
it's but so I low effort but then like you when we played it with t- man those teams were feisty about it man like oh. so there'd be somebody appointed as a team leader in a group of like five yeah. people and they'd be battling against the other teams and i remember this one girl was just like coming into her own on this game where she yeah. was just like barking orders and stuff it was it was cat remember and yes, she was oh, just like going yes. ham at it dude and i was like yo this game is bringing something out like this yeah, is awesome yeah. yeah so i tell that story because we you set a very good expectation for us as like young leaders that like hey like this is like your guys' responsibility and so for ben and i we wanted to do a good job now him and i, I don't know why you left the two goofballs in charge of that because <laughs> then because then you get results like that um, well two of the most creative youth leaders i've ever worked with just by that, the way you two okay, well. were very very creative like yeah so many of the things we did over the years that you guys were together on that team was all you so <laughs> props to you guys yeah so i i just wanted to give you your flowers and say like we wanted to serve like you set a very good expectation for us of like this is like what we do and everything you're very encouraging to us and like that was just like as a young person like that was really encouraging so i just wanted to encourage you in that of like that was very encouraging like that's really humbling to hear i appreciate that thanks man and i i think that's kind of what sets um like different pastors and stuff apart like just just because your pastor might not be encouraging doesn't mean they're a bad pastor or anything that's not what i'm saying um (laughs) let's let's list some names Let's hear it. (laughs) Worst pastor of all time. Let's start it. (laughs) I heard that guy Paul was uh, pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I met Paul from the Bible, by the way. That was the joke. But anyway. Hey, Logan. Thanks for explaining it, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. That's good. Um, So anyway, so I just wanted to say, like, you're, you're very encouraging as a leader, uh, and that was what was going to lead me into sort of one of the big topics that I wanted to, to talk about, because it's not just youth leaders. You're very good at uh, challenging youth to step up and be a part of something bigger, like actually like be a part of like the church and volunteer. And, and I think that that's like super valuable because that's something that I like strive for as like a youth pastor and stuff. And it's something that I think a lot of churches should and I think for parents listening too, if your student isn't volunteering, I would ask them why not and maybe see if there is an area that they could. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, there's so much value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was this idea of like, how valuable is it like to get the student to get your students serving? Like, what have you seen over your years of being a youth pastor um, of like students volunteering and and learning and gaining from mm-hmm. that? Mm. yeah wow that's a that's a good big question it's also challenging because i don't really feel like i'm always crushing it on that you know so i feel like uh coming from an angle of uh maybe more like what what have i been able to do to get out of the way or to empower people Mm. more than like i don't feel like i'm responsible for the great amount of volunteers we have at our church that are youth because we do have like a crazy amount of youth volunteering at our church. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like sometimes it's really like just about giving those opportunities and trusting young people with things that sometimes we would be more nervous to think like, well, should we have like a kid working on presentation? Like what if they mess it up? Or like nowadays, lots of churches have like a stream room or something, some production yeah. room. 
Uh, and Logan, you operated ours for a long time at the neighborhood. And I mean, I think it's tricky to think like, should we have teenagers doing this or are they just going to get distracted? And I've heard people say things like, well, they'll just be on their phone or they'll just be talking to each other or they don't really, you know, and I think really trying to remove those obstacles is the biggest thing. Maybe Mm. that's kind of just what I'm thinking right now is like understanding that young people, uh, like they need to be trained and equipped just like adults do but they're able to fill those roles just as well. And sometimes even better. I mean, you think about Gen Z and it's like whole generation that like started with technology that millennials and Xers and stuff didn't start with. So it's like they're poised for better situations in terms of handling technologies and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know. I think that's a really good like answer of like, uh, and that's something that I even have to kind of challenge myself on a little bit too of like, Sometimes we just got to get out of the way, you know, like sometimes we're our mm-hmm. own worst enemies in that regard, whether you're a youth leader, you're a parent, or sometimes you're a youth yourself listening to this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way. Like sometimes yeah. you have to recognize that like, no, you have a skill, you have a God given talent for this and it's time that you maybe start using it. Yeah. You know, cause I hear from a lot of people, it's like, Oh, I'm not good at anything mm. or like, like, what am I like? Wh- what, what can I do? You know, that's a rough thing to hear from a student, too. Right. Like that's. Yeah. I was thinking about that just the other day, actually. Sorry to just jump in. But oh, go for it. um, Thinking about how sometimes, you know, like we'll tell people at church, like there's always something for you to do. Like, go ahead and sign up. But then there's there's going to be somebody who's like, well, I'm not good at greeting people. I'm not good at, you know, doing music. I'm not good at and whatever that like it feels like everything that you could list is like something they're not good at. But really what I think is important to challenge people with is like, well, there is something that you have, like you have God given gifts and abilities and like, maybe you still need to develop and unlock those. And that's why you don't know that they're there. But like the best way to do that is to like start doing stuff, you know, like try it out, go do a couple different things and see what you can develop. Cause nobody just like, turns you know 10 years old and they're like i'm very proficient <laughs> at yes uh serving communion i don't know like whatever it might be you know or i'm very i'm very good at running bottle drives you know it's like that's not just something you just like all of a sudden realize you have unless you've tried it right mm. yeah i think that that's a really good uh point and that's always what i tell any volunteer whether you're a student or an adult whatever come mm. and try it you're not going to know if you like it or dislike it until you try it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I think just giving students the opportunity to do that is mm. like really important. And I also think again, right. Cause we have a vast age group that listens to this. If you're a student listening to this, don't be afraid to try something. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, I hate saying it cause it sounds so corny, but like the church and, 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 and volunteering actually is a safe place for you to try something. Yeah, that's right. Right. Like, yeah. If, if you want to learn something, ask us. If you have a passion yeah. for something, ask. I can't promise that I'm going to be able to make it happen for you, but I can promise that I'm going to at least try, and I'm going to come alongside you and help, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and I think that that's, like, really important. And parents, too, and youth leaders, let's be open to uh, our students wanting to take part in it because something that we kind of know about gen z and and gen alpha now too is um they are the most um 
giving in terms of like their time and volunteering mm. like gen z and, and uh want to feel important they want to feel like satisfied. part of their community yes a part of their community they want to feel valid not validated i can't think of the right word um they want to feel a part of something bigger they mm. they they have a passion for projects and social justice and all these different you know things around that philanthropy all these mm-hmm. things and 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 serving is is part of that and so mm. like i think we as a capital c church just all christians need to get rally behind that and push them forward and 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 start encouraging them to take part you know in those things and then that falls on us as youth pastors to give them excuse me that opportunity um, yeah to do that right because like look at you know, from our experience, look at the Montreal missions trips that you guys have done. Mm-hmm. Those are massively attended. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. And, and, and again, it's going to Montreal. So there's some level of fun to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a bigger part, you know, of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like this fun stuff will hook people sometimes, but that's the reality of serving just in life in general, like as a Christian principle. So outside of church ministry even uh like serving is something that can be appealing and there's sacrificial serving where you have to give up things in order to serve but it doesn't necessarily always uh sorry you know what somebody's not i was gonna i was gonna say do you need to what is going on we can pause just go and you can go and get your door it's not i'll be right back all right yeah not not a problem ha listeners you're stuck with me now just kidding. I might cut this part out, but we'll see. Um, you know, what? one thing that I wanted to just mention too, while Ethan is gone, um, we got our Spotify Wrapped uh, this year, uh, which is amazing. Thank you for all the listeners that played a huge role in that. Uh, but we, you guys, absolutely crushed it this year um, in making the podcast bigger and better. And, and so I wanted to take a second to thank you for that. We grew by like. 300 and some percent from last year, um, which is a testament to you guys sharing it and telling your friends and your family members. So please keep doing that. Please keep sharing the podcast around, add it to your story, um, share the clips that we make, like all that kind of stuff. Please keep sharing it because, you know, we as a church don't do this to make money or to get or to be popular or anything like that. We do it because it's a great way to service um, the Christian community online. Um, and if you want to be a part of that, it's as simple as hitting the share button. Um, and also, if you've been finding that this podcast has been helpful to you, please email forgiven at bethelbrandon.ca, or you can email me, logan at bethelbrandon.ca, or you can leave a comment on any of our podcasts in your review, whatever, and I will try to answer it as best as I can. Or if you have topics, guest suggestions, anything like that, please um, let me know because we want to help serve you guys better. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it just saves me time. Now I don't have to do that at the end and I don't have to cut that awkward silence out. So we're nice. <laughs> it works out. Um, yeah. Did you get some weird person trying to sell you something at your door? No, man. Somebody was like, I'm here to pick up. I don't know. I think she said some sort of glassware and I was just like, no, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, I asked. Yep. Uh, our street is notorious for this, so I always try to help redirect people because they'll of be course. like, "I'm supposed to be at you know number 200 or whatever," and I'm like, yeah. "Nah, you're pretty far off." But yeah, yeah. that's good. Anyway, so anyway, you, you were talking about the spirit, the sacrificial serving is kind of where you left off and how what that looks like right well sometimes it is sacrificial but lots of times serving can actually start and continue to be something really fun and enjoyable and if you're operating in your gifts or some people would say a green zone or whatever the terminology is that you want to use if you're operating out of an area that you're competent or comfortable in or something you're developing competency because of your enjoyment in it uh you're much more likely to just be having a good time doing what you're doing. And I think, uh, I find also just, I'm going to piggyback this into another bit here where if you're able to discover some of those things outside of the church serving and volunteering in your community, at your school, whatever, uh, those are also going to help you be more equipped when you get into serving in your church body and stuff. So a lot of volunteers that uh, like I find are the most effective in church are people who have developed skills outside of church and then bring that. So like, we don't necessarily need to feel like, Oh, we have to give you all the skills that you need. Like yeah. your community needs people to serve too. So like do that and you can, they can play together, you know, like they inform each other and they support each other. So, um, yeah, lots of the, the best volunteers we've had have been people who are serving, in different areas of their lives. And then when they come to the church context to serve, uh, they're bringing like a lot more knowledge about themselves and so on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I saw this uh, clip on Instagram and I think I sent it to you. I sent you a lot of stuff, so I don't ever expect you to watch it all. Oh, sometimes um, I just binge those puppies, man. I yeah, just sit down. I get, just... Sent, I get sent so much stuff to you that I, I you know, early morning or something like that i'm gonna go through and watch them all anyway um there was this clip and it it wasn't a christian podcast it was like uh just like a normal sort of secular podcast but they were talking about like Mm. production and they were talking about how the church is the best learning grounds for like production in Mm. terms of like lights sound cameras like that type of production stuff interesting uh and how like some of the you know, big mega churches and everything like that have some of the highest quality production that are all volunteers mm-hmm. and, and how like they were basically saying like, you know, churches are killing it in this way because these guys run production companies and they have all of these, you know, young people coming out of the church who have done this, you know, the last like five, six years who might even know more, you know, in some areas like mm. than some of the actual people who've been doing it their whole lives. And it, and it was right. it was very interesting for me because I was like, "Huh, like that's actually really true." And it got me reflecting. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for church. Like truthfully, yeah. I wouldn't. Right. Right? Like I I would not be producing a podcast and editing and and all those types of things and doing sound and lights if it wasn't for church. Now, I've always been a creative mm. person and a technological person, so that's why those two you know, passions come together in this way, mm-hmm. but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this, right? It was because, you know, I had a youth leader teach me how to do sound. I had somebody, you know, teach me how to do the, you know, the lyrics and the slides. And then I had somebody teach me, you know, like, oh, this is how you change the color of the lights. And it, and it was mm-hmm. a, it was a slow sort of burning, like a slow zeal in my life that, that brought me, you know, into what I'm doing. And so, hmm. you know, 
I'm thinking for like as youth pastors, I think part of our not role, but I think something that we need to be looking out for is that like we you never know we might have the next prime minister in your youth group, you know. Like I, actually, I do know, and we do have the next prime minister. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Her name is no, just kidding. No, <laughs> I was gonna say we don't. Just, yeah. So what I mean by that is, is like I think it's important for us to just be building them up. Like it's really important that we be encouraging and giving them those opportunities and spaces um, yeah. to be experimenting and and trying new things and whatnot. Because you never know, you might have the next whatever. I say prime minister, but like you know what I mean. Like we, you yeah. might have the next big director on your hands, or you know, sure, you know. Yeah. So of course, well, like if you think about it, at some point, you were somebody's youth in their youth group. And so, like, whatever they poured into you has brought you to the place that you're at now where you're leading. And so, like, that's the next generation, you know? That's a very significant... And, and I mean, so for any students who might be listening, being like, well, I'm not going to be a prime minister, I'm not going to be a youth pastor, whatever. Like, yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be that. It's like whatever role you go on to take that is significant, like the church can equip people to be there, absolutely. Yes. If you look at history as well, like... Uh, particularly like Western history, you know, in European history, uh, the church has had a lot to do with like the development of arts and stuff over the years. And in North America, I think uh, you see a lot of people who start out their music careers and stuff in the church because they got to yep. be part of choir or they got to lead music or whatever. Um, I think that's really cool. I, I find the challenge is honestly um, helping people who don't have artistic giftings so even if that's like through or, or technology, like technological giftings, like yeah. with lights and cameras and stuff, yeah, um, finding places for them to feel where they're like, I want to be able to use my gifts the way that my friend in youth group is playing guitar on the music team mm. on the weekends. It's like, I think the big challenge and I think the big, uh, I don't know, like we have to recognize that there's a whole group of people who just aren't going to be artistic, but still have just as much valuable input and stuff to put in. Right. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I will say like one of the greatest mentors that I have to this day, shout out Devin, if he's ever listening, I, I, I doubt it, but Devin. we both know him. Love he's Devin. not very, he's not very creative, right? Like if anything, no, he's lame, can't stand that guy. <laughs> Unoriginal. <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna have him on at some point when he's less busy but nice. um so so devin for those of you who obviously half of you won't know who he is he's he's my mentor he is the one who has taught me basically everything that i know about live production like mm. truthfully mm -hmm. he is still a person that like even now that i'm in a full-time role i was talking to him on sunday mm. i was like hey our internet's not being not working really well we have this opportunity whatever what do you think about it and he instantly sends me back a paragraph of, well, you got to think about this. You got to think about this. And, mm, mm -hmm. and, and he, you know, he's not one that's going to be all creative, but mm -hmm. he, like, he is a professional. It's literally what he does. He runs one of the biggest concert houses that I know. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. that's no small, like, and for me to be able to like learn from that is like such a huge like blessing. But for him, it like, it's like, it's like you were just saying, like, He's not going to be up there singing and playing and and doing all that stuff for him. That is the worst kind of torture you could ever get him like to do. Um, but he gets to serve by like installing all of our cables mm -hmm. and like 
mm-hmm. you know, planning out systems and making redundancies and training the volunteers and and all that kind of stuff and building these systems that that you guys I think still use today. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like that is like just as valuable as the person preaching or as the person you know singing or, or whatever. And yeah. like you know, I think I actually think I heard this from Pastor John, and it's something that I say all the time. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pastor John is the head pastor at the neighborhood church. Um, and so he was my boss for like three years. Um, and so he used to say like, church is like a football team. There's a position for everybody. Mm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if he coined that term or he heard it from somebody else. Um, and I've said this numerous times on the podcast and I feel like the listeners are getting tired of it, but I'm going to keep saying it until y'all really internalize it in your heart. There is a position for you to serve in the church. There right. is. Yeah, there is. If you're not a creative person, but you have a smile on your face, great. You want to shake hands and welcome people at the door? That is just as valuable as the person making the coffee. That is just as valuable as the person in the nursery. That is just as valuable as as the volunteer cleaner who comes in to vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, and and so for those listening, like especially teenagers and stuff, you don't have to be the forward face of it. Like you That's don't right. have, like. Yeah. If, if you're an, if you're introverted or you're just a little shy or whatever, maybe you just don't like being a public person fine like the worship team isn't the only place for you to serve that's exactly it like we need electric electricians and contractors and everything like when we Mm -hmm. did a major renovation of some of our building just before the pandemic hit we had a, a retired contractor who oversaw the whole project and then we had a taper who has his own taping company come in and an electrician who brought his company in to and we had an an electrical engineer who like planned yeah. a new lighting ballast setup and like all of those things like we could only do that because those people were in our church and i think yep. even if you're coming from a smaller church like i grew up in churches that were like i mean depending on the sunday you had like seven to 50 people i don't know like all these different small yeah. town churches i grew up in um and in each of them like you might think well if our church is smaller than these larger churches who have a lot of different career professionals in them. Like, how are we supposed to have that? It's like, actually, you don't need to be doing whatever work as a career to give it to your church. Like, I know lots of small churches I lived in. It was like, let's move people. Like, let's help the people Mm -hmm. in our church move. Like, anybody can move boxes or the church needs to have plumbing done. It's like, well, we'll either figure out how to do it or, you know, like there's just... Mm -hmm lots within the church organization that you can do. But I think even outside the organization is, um, I think that's also a place that teenagers are going to feel a bigger pull to do volunteering is um, like, I care about the church as an organization, which is why I work at one. But uh, there's just so much more to the church than the organization. And uh, I think teenagers particularly will feel the pull to be like, banding together as a community and be more interested where like hey this person that i know in my church this is their thing going on so i'm not serving at the church but i'm going to serve them to help them you know like i'm going to have coffee with this person i know that's struggling or i'm going to like i already use this example help somebody move or i'm going to Mm -hmm. go to this person's house to help them pick up a drum kit or something and you know there's just all sorts of ways where like you're serving can still be within the church and not necessarily tied to the organization. Although I think everybody should do something like 
on a weekly basis with the organization. I'm biased. <laughs> no, because I, I realize that we need people to be doing stuff. So I'm biased that yeah. way that like we still need that to happen. But um, like if people are like, I don't know, like, what do I do within the organization? It's like, well, think about like, who's your community in the church? Like, who are you close to and what do they need? And how are you serving the people around you? And I think that's how like we can lower sort of these like uh, I don't know these like guard posts around the church that are like mm. we only serve within the church and like how do we get to serving our community? I think the most easy access is like through each other into our yep. lives as we spread out. And there is something that we say at the neighborhood church uh, that I really do enjoy, which is every weekend we say we've had church, now we get to go be the church or let's go be the church. And I think that's so yep. important to remember. And I used to think it was cringy every every weekend we would say <laughs> it. And I was like, come on, man, you know, I, like this is too much. But uh, I really love it because it's a genuine reminder every week where it's like this was just our service. Now, like what we actually live out is going to happen. And I think the next generation is going to care more about that. Like you were saying, Gen yeah. Zs, uh, from what I've read in studies, so I could be wrong, but Gen Zs are more likely to cling to community ties and fam yeah. like family groups and like tote those as their accomplishments or like their priorities. Whereas yes. generations before were more perhaps interested in what's your career? What, how much do you make? Yeah. What's your, you know what achievement. I mean? It was one, yeah, one grades and stuff and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah very achievement based. Um, yeah. Whereas Gen Z is very connection based. It's very relational and uh, yeah, it's, it's a socially uh, socially driven generation yeah. on the majority, I think at least. Yeah, and then you get those awkward people like me who are who are uh, Gen Zennial because I like fall right <laughs> on the, I fall literally dead split between millennial and Gen Z. So like it's yeah. it's kind of there's no place for you, Logan. No, I'm not wanted. But everything we were just saying about how there's a place for everybody, it's it's actually not true for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't fit the uh, mold. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I had to uh, listen. I had to create a podcast just to get some friends. Okay, so like. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. I love that, that was funny. Call listeners you Conan were joking, man. I know. <laughs> listeners were joking. Please, this is not serious. No, okay. No. Um, I wanted to ask you something though. Kind of pivot gears a little bit. What keeps you passionate about doing youth ministry? Because you've been like, in terms of all the other youth pastors that I know, you're kind of like been doing it the longest, really, like in the most consistent. I'm the oldest, um, is what you're saying. You're trying to diss no, me. no, no. I no, no older youth pastors. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't say old. I say seasoned. Ooh. That's kind. That's what uh, I have. Uh, Brett and Bobby. Shout out to them. They're my two newest youth leaders, and they're like nice. they got adult kids now and everything. And they're always mm -hmm. like, I always like ask them like, Hey, like, what? How do you look at this from a parent's perspective? And they always joke around. And it's like you're asking us because we're old. You can just say it. And I'm like, <laughs> No, I'm asking you because you're seasoned and you have experience in this that I don't. That's right. Valuable perspective. A hundred percent. And you can't um, get that perspective any other way than just living. So yeah, can't race so, it. So what keeps you passionate about doing youth ministry, though? Because, like, you've been doing a what, like, what, eight, nine years now? Like, Yeah, I've been working at the neighborhood specifically for eight years just yeah. this past summer. So, and previously, I mean, I was, I had my fingers in youth ministry throughout the years leading up, but yeah. I was so young. I mean, when does it, yeah. 
I mean, if you, hey, listen, if you're listening right now and you're like, w- when does my contribution to youth ministry start counting? Like in high school, it starts counting. But yeah. I'm talking about leading specifically, like running a youth ministry. But yeah, yes. so like eight years at the current job I'm in. And um, yeah, it's a good question, man. Like that's, that's, some, that's yeah. some juicy stuff to think about. <laughs> I think <laughs> passionate, like uh, I, I, so I, do you mind if I just like, tell a Doors, story go here. for it is yeah go, it's your it's the floor is yours okay so i was in high school in uh, thunder bay ontario i moved there to grade nine and uh like started grade nine in a new city new school and everything and it was pretty intense uh but something that i got right away was like my dad was working at the church there or one of one of our churches there and uh, i got plugged into the youth group right away and so i made friends there it was horribly awkward, like, just really talk about, like, an anxious, miserable time. I also had, like, rank social anxiety at this time in my life. Um, and so I, I managed to get connected to this group, even though it was really challenging. And my youth pastor was, like, I mean, at the time, she was, like, mid-50s. Uh, and so I remember being a teenager thinking, like, man, I can't relate to this lady. <laughs> like when I first got there, you know, I was like, yeah. man, like culture tells me I should have like a young, probably male youth pastor for me. Cause I'm a male, you know, like that was mm-hmm. like the cultural expectation. But throughout the years, what really just absolutely changed my life was like, I went through it a lot just in terms of mental health, uh, lots of like anxiety, which led into like, uh, like seasons of depression and like, talking like panic attacks like multiple di- multiple times a day at school and stuff like being a teenager is whack man it's, it's so hard whack. like it's i don't so hard. <laughs> i look back now and now that i know i made it out i can be like man teenagehood was awesome but like in the midst of it i was like what is even going on you know i got to places in my life where i was like uh i'm like so tired of fighting all the time i just like this is yeah i was depressed um so the reason i bring that up is because all through that, I realized that like this youth pastor, even like she just was consistent and she was just faithful to her post as the youth minister. And uh, she had to deal with us being big whiny babies and having all of our teen drama and stuff. But she always tried to make time to talk to us. She would have us come to her office to have chats. If something significant went down in the youth group, she would initiate and she would be like, can you come talk about this? Like what's going on with you? Or Uh, And just always very encouraging, always very prayerful. Uh, And I was like the absolute idiot who was like crawling underneath pews and stuff in this old church. And like she would like walk up to me and she would look at me just being like, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to speak right now, you know, and I would be like, oh, nothing. I I dropped something, you know, just being an absolute butt, you know, and she was just so faithful and so consistent and um, really taught us that like our relationship with God was just so important and she just drove it home all the time. And, uh, after coming out of high school, moving on, I was like, it took me a couple of years after I graduated to really figure out where I was going and stuff. But I went to Bible college and I realized I was like, man, teenagehood was the worst. <laughs> like I had, I had the worst time. Like that was so painful and so difficult and recognizing that God had a place in my life at that time in my life changed everything for me. Like s- beginning to take my relationship with God personally and seriously was 
everything. It just flipped my life upside down where like I was free from so much. And like, I learned how to walk through the things that I needed to walk through. And I was given the Christian community that would support me and my spiritual life informed my other areas of life, like my physical and emotional and mental health was impacted by my spiritual faith and uh, practice. And so anyway, the reason I say all that is like, I realized like, here's my youth pastor who is who I thought I wouldn't be able to connect with at all, but she played such a huge role in me really like actually turning my life around and like Mm. going into a positive, bright future. And like, man, this wasn't even like times where like, I can't even recall like a conversation where she was like, I got to tell you this thing and it's going to change everything. And I was like, mind blown. You know, it wasn't like that. Mm. It wasn't super epiphanic. It was just throughout the years I look back and I was like, we need youth ministry. Like, I just knew that. Do you get what I mean by that? Yes, a thousand percent I do. Like, yeah. that's very similar, actually, to to my sort of origin as well. It's a little, little bit... I was definitely the crazy kid crawling under the pews as well. So, like, I, I can... <laughs> I can understand on on that one for sure. Yeah. So, As a side note, actually, it like pick out that crazy kid in your youth group, and they'll make a great youth leader if you if you give them the attention they per- need. Thousand percent. It's yeah. The, might be something I've already been looking at. And looking nice. At, you know? So like you're like, hey, Demetrius, you're absolutely insane. You want to be a youth leader? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I like that. I, I'm not going to say the pastor's name, obviously, but I know who you're talking about because mm-hmm. I have also like had a few conversations and everything. Well, we could uh, say her name probably. We could shout her out. She deserves do you think some props. She's really, do you really think – I don't, actually, I think she she wouldn't care. Shout outs – I want to see if I get this right, actually. I want to okay. see if I'm thinking of the right person. Yeah, you're thinking go. of Pastor Anne Hire, right? Is that Louise Hire. Yeah. Oh, Louise, right. Yeah, Sorry. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Shout out Pastor Louise. She she just retired recently, and so like, yeah, I know. I was bummed because I wanted to do something to contribute, but I was uh, leaving on a trip to Estonia at the time. But yeah, it's man, it's like she props to her absolutely, and her family, her husband Clarence as well, and everything. Yeah, d- let's I just name drop their entire family. I've got some addresses <laughs> here too. Let's just you got social insurance <laughs> numbers too. <laughs> yeah, credit cards. Yeah, but yeah, that was like that's that's something that's how I started youth ministry. I guess was I was like this needs to be done. Like we, our youth yeah. need to have somebody who cares to just be consistent in delivering like a message of faith to them and challenging them to take their faith seriously. Mm-hmm. And the crap I went through when I was in youth group, I was like, I know there's kids still going through this stuff, and so somebody needs to tell them they're not going crazy. It's okay. And that, mm. like, God has a will for you through this. Like, this isn't the end of your road. And so since I needed to hear that, I knew more kids needed to hear that. Uh, and so, you know, that was, like, my foray, I guess. Is that, is that the right word? No, that's, yeah. Into that, youth ministry. Um, and that, and the, yeah, that's good. But what keeps me passionate is really just still that. Like, that's still just, like, the heartbeat of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean... Weeks when maybe it feels like a little bit repetitive or things are more stressful or um, maybe maybe I feel like things aren't going super well, which is like more often than I would like to admit, honestly, but like from the inside, at least, you know, but when I feel like things aren't going well or I don't know what to do and stuff, I really try to center myself in prayer on that, where I just try to practice my spiritual disciplines to align myself 
with mm. that goal of saying, like, there are teenagers that need the touch of God in their lives, and, like, I can't stop doing this if I, like, if, like, who else is going to do it, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. I need to be doing this. I need to be helping the next generation come up and recognize that God has this crazy, awesome will for them that's just going to blow their minds and it's going to flip their worlds upside down. So that's what keeps me passionate. Um, it's, it, the trick is keeping yourself centered when you get bogged down by all the yeah. rigmarole, you know? Yeah, and and what you said there, too, doesn't just apply to you as a youth pastor. That applies to you as a teenager, to you as a parent, to you mm-hmm. as a youth leader. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't ma- Like, if you're a youth listening to this, um, know that, like, what Ethan is saying is absolutely true, that God does have an incredible plan set mm-hmm. out for you. And, yeah, it's going to suck because we have to rely on God's timing, and we want things when we want them, and... <laughs> Um, God knows obviously ultimately what's, what, what's best for us. And so mm-hmm. kind of as a teenager, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that. And, and I think kind of once you do, I think things set in place a little bit and, um, mm-hmm. that goes back to those spiritual disciplines, right? Of like, are you praying every day? Are you reading your Bible? Are you sitting in silence? Are you fasting? Are you, you know, seeking mentorship? Are you doing these types of things to align yourself? Like you said, like with what God wants. And I think that is always like the catch 22 of like just being a Christian, right? It doesn't matter what age you are. Life is challenging. There are things that are put in front of us that immediately draw us away from, from God and from that relationship that we have with him. And so it's trying to, you know, move through that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a teenager, I felt like I was just the worst, (laughs) just period. I was just the worst. Uh, no, I was at the worst, I was like the worst at spiritual discipline stuff, man, like praying and stuff. Like I got so distracted all the time. Like I highly suspect to have ADHD. Like there's just not super easy for me to sit and be quiet and stuff. Um, but well, it's easy for me to sit and be quiet if I'm doing something entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. Same. (laughs) Um, I, I found for myself as a teenager, prayer was really tough. Reading the Bible was really tough. And lots of times the development of those spiritual disciplines was driven by necessity. Like I waited until a storm hit so that I would dig in. And over the years, I realized like, man, if I could have been pursuing deepening my relationship with God and like my uh, my identity with Christ before everything blew up, it would have been so much better, you know? And so that's kind of yeah. what I try to teach teenagers as well. But I like if you are a teenager listening, spiritual disciplines are hard. Like they're called disciplines for a reason, Uh, but we need to practice discipline in our lives, like in every area. And you're like, okay, ears shut off. That sounds boring. That's the worst. But you practice discipline in small things. Like you'll you'll practice discipline in how you eat. You'll practice discipline in your exercise, your schoolwork. You'll even practice discipline in your relationships. Uh, And so if you can learn to practice spiritual disciplines, like you'll you'll be setting yourself up for a life that's going to be a lot less of the crazy up and downs because Christ centers you and like levels you out. So just a just a thought about that, but well, it, it I I don't think we have time in this podcast to really get into No, that's a whole other like, separate. Yeah, there's a whole other thing about spiritual yeah, disciplines. We'll but, have you on and do another one on that. But one thing uh, to nice. just to just to add you on, just to add on final it took a wrap up that part 
about disciplines and everything. First of all, I still, like, I did not set myself up well as a teenager with establishing good, healthy boundaries and, like, disciplines. Mm. So even now, as a pastor at 26 years old, I still struggle with it. I still have to mentally, like, force myself to do these things because it's just not inherently easy. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's just for everybody listening. Like it is not meant to be easy. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, but the sooner you start, the easier it becomes. Um, and just another example of like discipline. Think about it this way. We let a singular red light define when we go and when we don't. That's discipline. Some of us do. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Well, unless you're Ethan over here, I don't, you know, Yeah. yeah. Um, but the sentiment is true, right? We let a red light or a green light dictate when we drive forward and when we don't. And we all understand that that is the rule of the road, and so we have to be disciplined to follow it. And we do it so subconsciously, hmm. right? Red means stop, green means go. So mm-hmm. imagine if we could try to apply that same level of discipline and understanding to our spiritual um, life and understanding with God. Mm. I think a lot of things would change. Hmm. Um, and so I think for, you know, just that I just use that as an example to try to challenge the listeners a little bit. It's a little like you are more disciplined than you think. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, something about disciplines, if I could just, uh, I know, for it. I know this is like, oh, man, we could just keep going. So I'll try to make this the last thing I just say about it. it. But, um, I was talking with one of our youth leaders recently, uh, they're doing like a ministry formation at the college. So the thing nice. that you started doing at our youth group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're doing our meeting and we're talking through like how the semester went and stuff. Uh, or no, was this a beginning? You know, it doesn't matter. It was one of those meetings when we were talking and one of the questions was, uh, what do you do for spiritual disciplines? And I, uh, or a devotion life or some sort yeah. of phrase like that. And I, I had to like recognize and be honest. I was like, my consistency is inconsistency. And like, hear me out here because there's going to be some, you know, I don't know, some people might faint by that or something. I don't know. But like, I, I'm not the person who can for six years in a row, wake up at 7am and read my Bible for an hour. I've never been that person. I thought I was going to get there one day. Like I'm 30 years old. I thought that I would get there by now, but I've recognized in my life that like, that's not who I'm going to be and actually what's more meaningful to me with my spiritual disciplines is finding what is compelling at the time what is driving me at the time and integrating that so sometimes that's bible journaling you know where like you read the bible and you write notes in those side columns they like sell these journal bibles now you know what I mean yeah so sometimes it's been that sometimes it's been reading just a prayer book it's like pre-written prayers for every day of the year just reading that and spending time ruminating on that in silence and stuff. Or sometimes it's just been journaling thoughts in a prayer meeting, or it's been, you know, like, and I've I've learned to, uh, so who knows, maybe you might say this isn't a good idea, which is totally fair if you want to say, hey guys, don't do what Ethan's saying. But for me, I've, I've found a lot of peace in recognizing, like, I'm not going to be that same thing everyday person because I'm not like that with anything else in my life so I just like find the things that are going to be meaningful for whatever period of time and I really try to cling to those and be disciplined in them and then when something changes in my life or rhythm changes and stuff I'm able to pivot and like shift into a different spiritual discipline or whatever 
And that's brought me a lot more peace and it takes off the stress of being like, oh, I really need to be continuing this and reading my Bible in a year or whatever, you know, like I've just like eliminated that stress and frustration from my spiritual disciplines and it's made me a lot more free and it's made me honestly feel a lot more comfortable with like the natural shifting and changing of life instead of being stressed out by it. I actually have that same mentality myself. And that's something that I've brought up on this podcast many times, actually, is that same mentality of like, don't try to set, first of all, don't set an unrealistic goal because you're Mm -hmm. just never going to reach it and you're going to be discouraged and it's just compounding effect. Um, But like recognize that your path to spiritual disciplines is going to be different than somebody else's. And so, you know, when on a Sunday morning or at a youth group night or whatever, Ethan and I are telling you, read your Bible and pray. We're not mm-hmm. saying that you need to do it like how we do it. We're yeah. saying that you just need to do it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you the magic formula to figure out how to do it, right? I, Because I, I, I can't, mm-hmm. right? I don't have that magic formula that's going to work for you, right? But you need to at least be attempting to figure it out. We could give and starting that, points, right? Places exactly. to start we, at, yeah. Yes, right? And so I think that that was very well said. I completely wholeheartedly agree with everything that you just said because – um, it's something that like I I do myself, um, and I nice. think that's really important. Nice. Um, so we're gonna pivot one more time, okay? Because I think, yeah, pivot. Friends, jokes, funny. <laughs> um, I always when I have when it's just me on, I always like to do something fun with the guests and stuff like that. And we've had, we've cracked jokes the whole time, but I always like to ask a couple fun interview questions just to just to have. Um, some fun. And so what is like your Spotify wrapped look like this year? If you still don't oh, use Spotify, dude. I don't know. But, I'm like, so what... stoked about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, what's been your like go-to worship song lately? That is one that I always ask. And then also like, what's your Spotify wrapped look like? So two questions. Okay. So anticlimactic answer to the first song. I mean, the cr- first question about a worship song. Uh, I don't actually listen to worship music. Uh, so I don't have a favorite oh. worship song. Uh, unless you're talking about like in church service, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, like not just on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Like just it, I say worship song. So it doesn't have to be one that you listen to personally. It could be one that you've performed or one that like whatever. I just worship right. song. Okay, okay. Oh man, that's tough. Okay, so here's here's the the reason it's tough is because like I said, I don't listen to Christian or sorry, I should say worship music outside of like services. Um and that keeps services a little bit more fresh for me, for myself anyways. Um, but when it comes to playing, I lead a lot of music and so they all kind of blend together. Why don't you like shout out some of the like ones from this year and I'll tell you which one like, uh, okay. Hang on. Um, well, praises is a big one. I doubt you've probably led that one. I led it once Um, because I thought I should. It's a good song. Uh, holy forever. I doubt you did that one. No. Um, promises. I know that that was a big one. Oh, I dig promises, man. That one's got a great bridge as well. I thank God. That's also oh. another. Yeah, that's a great upbeat one. I like that one. Yep. And then you got like the like Christ be magnified. You know that one's it's it's the newer version that uh, Cody Carnes did. That was kind of making its yeah uh, debut again. I love that uh, that one's more like him himish. You know. Yeah, you got firm foundations again. Another Maverick. Uh, city one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, my testimony that was on Elevation's new uh, album in the last like two years. Mm-hmm. Run to the Father, Waymaker, you know, all of the classic. Another in the Fire. That that's a little older, but that kind of had a huge 
at least around here, it had a big, um, you know, resurrender, graves in the yeah. gardens. You know battle. what? Honestly, out of those that you're listing, I think Promises is my favorite one so far. That's fair. It's, I love that it's, song. It's one of the few Maverick City songs that I like. Yeah. I, I'm not a big, like, I do listen to worship music outside but mm-hmm. uh, of of services, but I might stop because I have noticed that I have been, like, zoning out during that kind of part. It's because I'm listening to so much of the same music. Mm. Um, so I might mm. try that. But um, I, I just don't like Maverick City music all that much. It's not to say that they're bad. I don't. It's not that they're bad you hate musically. Them. You just <laughs> you detest yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't like the so much spontaneity to their work. Like, I understand sure. that that's their whole thing is like that's their entire you know shtick is is that mm-hmm. um so that's just but promises and firm foundation those two songs are, are pretty good um, yeah yeah i like those two uh, the firm foundation the he won'ts kind of i'm not super oh so this you know, anyway like. this is me getting like this is like me talking as a music leader and like yeah, but being it's, like it's, nitpicky I, about stuff so like please disregard but yeah Promise is great though because I love songs that talk about God's faithfulness. That's like it'll always uh, it'll always resonate with me because that's like such a huge part of my faith journey is just yep. recognizing the faithfulness of God, even when I'm faithless, He's faithful. So it's just like it's good. those songs speak to me. Yeah, yeah. My 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 personal favorite worship worship, you know, like the slow, methodical, you know, emotionally driven like worship song mm. is like. Uh, I really, really like Holy Forever. It's just one that okay. I just listen to a lot. My favorite upbeat one, though, is I Thank God. And yeah. shout-outs to Abby and Allison, my worship leaders. I definitely told them at the beginning of this year that we are going to do that song at, like, every worship night. And they've done it at, <laughs> at, and they've done it at every worship night. So shout-outs to you girls. Uh, um, that's great. We don't... This is me telling you we don't have to do it again anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you better be listening to the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell them anyway. And, uh, yeah, Alice, but, Allison. Um, but uh, I, I just love that song. I love the like the just the drum part at the beginning and the upbeat nature to it. Mm. Not enough worship. Hey, listen, this this is my last comment on this. I don't want to hear Spotify wrapped. Okay. Why is worship music, like over the last like five ten years, been so slow <laughs> and like, and like sad? Yeah. You know, like like I understand that worship it's contemplative. I understand that there there should be some contemplative worship music and everything. Absolutely. But it's like, do we not recognize that, like, worship should be fun? That's also a way to worship. Like, you know, like, church doesn't have to be this solemn, monastic-type worship. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. let's throw in some, I don't know. That's why I like, you know, our, our worship. I'm biased again, of course. But I like ours because we have a lot of energy to the first, like, couple of songs. Nice. And it's And I like that. And it just makes for good live streaming. Which is what I do. So like, yeah, right on. Um, I don't know. That's that's my one and only gripe with like the worship music in the last like ten years. It's like sure, yeah. Like let's stop doing minor keys, okay? Like let's throw a major in there, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a cultural thing. Like it's a it's a moment, I guess. Is like yeah, w- yeah where we're at. I bet we'll see that change in the next decade here. Probably I, in the twenty twenties, we'll see it change. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But maybe. Yeah. Okay, what's your Spotify rap look like? And if you don't want to share it, you don't have to. No, but I'm like, sharing. what was your what was your top songs? Like, yeah, so this is the dealio. Is that you know what's hilarious? Um, yeah, is so I stream off of my phone for youth group. 
oh. uh, all the time. So like when okay, it comes on, to on. youth group. Just wait. Yep. Can I ask one quick question? Yes, you can. So so Wyatt, my friend, your youth leader. Yes. He, he still seems. Well. So yeah. So he still seems to think that one of what the computers at the church still has my Spotify logged in. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's loaded in the Chrome, man. The Chrome has your password saved. So we oh, just. Like, I don't care. Now, I don't care. Use it. Use it all you want. <laughs> I don't. I, I genuinely do not care. But like, I didn't think about it. But then one time somebody must have been using it because mm-hmm. i was listening to music at home mm-hmm. and then like the new the new like session started somewhere else and then it like kicked me out and was like listening to different music and then i That's was like so funny and then you know how like spotify will tell you like in the bottom right corner like what device it's listening on yeah it said like some like random laptop or something like that and i was like oh maybe maybe somebody's using my work laptop at the church like mm-hmm. you know here i was like i don't really care whatever Mm-hmm. And then and then Wyatt was like joking around with me about it. He's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Yeah, we still use yours." And I was like, "Oh okay, cool." It, it was just really funny. And I didn't know if he was messing with me or not, so I wanted to corroborate. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. I thought that was really funny. Continue yeah, man. No, that's a, uh, it is funny. I think that we've uh, officially navigated to a different account, by the way, for oh, okay. services. But it is funny. <laughs> for a while, it was just like, I mean, Logan signed in so. here. <laughs> I use it. I don't. I, I don't use it. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I thought that was really funny. It Continue is funny, with your Spotify. Man. Well, so my Spotify kind of got thrown off by that. Uh, by that, just the yeah. fact that for a Mine, couple mine's hours a little- every week, I'm streaming clean Christian music because I'm always trying to find music that's like, what can I play? That's going to be hype. That's not going to yep. like randomly. One time, dude, I threw on a Polyphia album because I thought it was all instrumental. And that album is not oh, instrumental, no, dude. Yeah. And I was like, because I mean, there's lots, there's a few people, I should say, in our youth group that vibe with Polyphia. But then I like left the room and I come back and it's just like, there's some dude like rapping in this track. And I was like, I should have listened to this album before I put it on. And it was I, like, yeah. anyway, so, you know, I stick to the clean Christian hip hop for like course, youth, so youth group stuff. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so funny enough, my top genre was Christian hip hop, but I never listened to it on my own, you know? So this Spotify gets a little bit messed up if you're streaming for random stuff, but my yeah, top no, I- band was Silent Planet, which was absolutely accurate. That band is amazing. I don't know if yep. you've heard of them before, Logan. I have not, but I'll have to listen to them. Yeah, they're progressive metal. It's really good. Um, they just put out a new album this year, actually, called Super Bloom, and it's like, uh, it's kind of like a sci-fi based album. It's pretty awesome, actually. Okay. Uh, and I got um, top, like, do you want top tracks or what? Yeah, just, just you don't have you, could, you. It's your choice. You could share whatever information you want. I just it's Spotify Rap time, so I figured let's dissect it a little. Yeah, bit. man, I, I'm so stoked to talk about Spotify Rap. This is my favorite part about Spotify every year is getting rap. Absolutely. So, yep. Um, my top songs. I'll give you my top five, and then I want to hear yours. Okay. Yes, of course. Okay, so my top song was Hellbent by Impending Doom, which is a Christian metal band. Uh, it's just then, so funny. It's just so funny. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an intense title, but, you know, yeah. if, if you guys, if anybody listening is like a metal fan, specifically like Impending Doom is like a death metal band, uh, you'll know. You'll know that yeah. there's some solid dudes. And then Trilogy by Silent Planet is number two. So there comes Silent Planet again. Uh, Culture of Death by Impending Doom is track three. Uh, track four is Alive as a House Fire by Silent Planet. Mm. Uh, and the last one was like a single that I was just absolutely enraptured with this year, which was Let Go by Under Oath. 
I haven't listened to Under Oath in a long time, but I really sh- should. Yeah, like, so if, disclaimer, if anybody... Uh, like, if you're going to listen to any of this stuff I've listed, just, like, be aware that these are all metal recommendations. So if you're like, ew, yucky, like, it's it's okay. You don't have to like yeah. it, but... Yeah, no, that's good. Okay, um, my my top song was uh, Yes Song. That was on KB's newest uh, album this year. Nice. It was, like... He takes he does like a modern take on like Yes I Will, like that worship song where he adds a whole bunch of like rap stuff to it. Yeah. And it's yeah. got the sickest bass drop in it at one point, and it's <laughs> so good. Nice. KB's um, great, man. Which I I'll be honest, again, I was surprised that this album made it into my top number one song because I don't remember listening to it that much. Mm-hmm. But I probably listened to that bass drop a lot of times, yeah. which added to it. Yeah. Uh, the second one, of course, Holy Forever. I said that that was my go-to like personal worship song. Nice. Uh, and then Armies, also on KB's newest uh, album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember then, that one. Uh, and then The Name, which is all of them came from that album. I listened to that album a lot. You were just rocking um, KB this year, hey? I love... I, he hadn't put out music in so long. Yeah. I was so happy that he dropped the new stuff. Yeah, KB's um, hot, man. He's definitely got some fire. Especially, you know what song I love? It's the perfect yeah. cruising song. Is literally the song Cruising by KB. It's no, the that's perfect Lecrae. cruising song. That's Lecrae. No, Lecrae does cruising. No, 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 no. Wait, hold on. Let me just whip it Hang up on. here. Okay? Hang on. Hang on. Lecrae also has a song called Cruising, and it's on, I think, a nom- No, Church Close 3. It's on Church Close 3. I know what song you're talking about, but... Maybe it's just uh, called The Cruise. Hold on. I'm going to pull up the album here. Yeah, you pull it up, and I'm going to I'm gonna go over my top artist, though, while you pull that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, which is funny that and like Minio, Andy Minio is still my top most artist, which is odd that like the most listened to, like because I listen to a more like overall of his music, whereas KV I only listen to his newest album this year a lot. So, oh like, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but yeah, KV was the second one, and then this is this is a this is an independent guy. He's not Christian, but almost all of his music is clean and it's like really good, and he's like completely independent. Mm-hmm. Connor Price. He is awesome. His music is so like. Yeah, I heard you and Wyatt talking about Connor Price yeah. on the Discord one time. Yeah, yeah. I just I love his music. It's like this, like it's it's rap, it's hip hop, but it's not like it's flow. It's very like he's very good at rhyming and his he has very good lyrics. It's not like mumble and it's not like that super fast like stuff you can't hear. And it like tells a story and his his YouTube shorts and his like TikToks and Instagram reels are so good. Nice. Um and he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. And so he taught he like yeah, so Connor Price, awesome. And then Elevation and then Bethel music, the four nice. and five. Because like nice. again, I listen to a lot of I also just play worship music in my office all the time when I'm like working or like, you know, if I have to meet with somebody, I have worship music playing softly or whatever. So like sure. that's yeah. why my numbers are are pumped up. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah. But when I used to stream a lot, which is something I'm going to try to get back to in 2024, that's one of my goals, after you bugged me about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to start streaming more. And when I was streaming, like, full, full time, like, eight hours a day, like, I played royalty-free, like, just soft EDM music. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I got my Spotify wrapped in, like, 2021 and 2022, it was just, like, five artists I had never <laughs> heard of before. And I was like, what is this? And then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, right, I'm streaming a lot. Yeah, your your city is, like, Copenhagen or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. awesome, man. Yeah. 
Yo, an artist that I didn't mention that's on my top artist list is Ben Howard. I love Ben Howard. He put out a new album this year, and he deserves all the love for it. He's an amazing songwriter. Are you ready to prove me wrong with the song now? Yeah, so you're right, though, but I'm right as well. We're oh, okay. both right. Hey, this is okay. there's a lesson in there. Let's youth pastor this. It's kind of yeah. like life sometimes, you know? <laughs> uh, sometimes you can both be right or both be... Yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, but Lecrae, his cruising came off of your right church close three. That yep. was called cruising. And I know I can hear it in my head right now. I'm not going to sing yeah. it. but And then KB in 2015, his album Tomorrow We Live did cruising on that album as well. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to ask you one last question because uh, we're running over time and stuff. Um, nice. What's been your favorite like youth memory? Like, doesn't even have to be involving me. Just like, what's like a ridiculous game, a ridiculous moment? What like you know, like you know, we were texting back and forth this morning about how Ben and I hid snacks in the ceiling tiles, you know, during an all nighter, and we forgot about them, and then we randomly yeah. discovered them you know, months later and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah. you know, like, or the time that we were, again, all these stories involve Ben. We were launching Ben off the top of the bouncy castle. Yeah, um, dude. Or when Mike do not shorts. Do not do that, guys. Don't do that. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen um, in our church building, just to be clear. Right, yeah, well, I mean, right. It was, it was did, outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to disclaim that in a way that's safe. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, we did some crazy stuff. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a memory uh, about you specifically because it's easier to narrow things down here cuz sure. like man, oh my gosh, people throwing up, people bleeding, people I mean there's all the intense stuff, but then there's yeah. real good wholesome moments like youth retreats and stuff that were just like mind-blowing actually i'll say i'll say two things okay so yeah, the first one two. is going to be two. like a heartfelt thing about just in general uh and then the next one's going to be um about you and something you said okay. that i think <laughs> lives on in infamy in my mind at least um okay. so the first one honestly and this has happened a few times over the years but there was a specific meeting one time where i was sitting with a student uh and they had like agreed to come talk with me and stuff I'm always trying to tell my students like just come talk to me anytime because like don't wait for a crisis to catch my attention like mm -hmm. I want to I want to stay connected with you if you want to talk just hit me up so this student did and we were talking and um they started revealing just like some really crazy things that were going on in life and I had the opportunity to sit there and pray with them and talk to them about it and this was like I think only two years into me starting youth ministry full time. And after that conversation, uh, the student left and I was just like overwhelmed by the absolute like uh, honor and privilege that it was to be in that position and to just be like, wow, like I get to talk and pray with people about this crazy stuff. And God has given me the opportunity to like, it's such a privilege to be involved in anybody's life. Like never take for granted that anybody lets you into their life for one thing, but then to trust you with stuff and to want to pray with you and meet with you and like talk about their faith with it is like the biggest privilege you could ever ask for. So that was like, in terms of youth ministry, that's, that's a moment. And it is like, it has happened again. I've had epiphanies like that over the years, but the first time that just hit me like a, 
man, like I ran into a brick wall where mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't even, I'm so humbled by the fact that I got to have that conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was just amazing. Um, and then the second thing is <laughs> Logan always had the craziest ideas <laughs> and it was awesome because like I said, at the top of the podcast, him and this other youth leader, Ben, were just really creative and they had all sorts of stuff. And I mean, I could trust these guys where I could be like, hey, uh, we want to do dodgeball, but I don't know what to do about it. And like Ben and Logan would just make a new game that involves mm-hmm. throwing stuff. And they'd be, I don't, it was just insane, like stuff where I'm like, I don't know if that's really safe necessarily, but OK, we'll go for it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but one time Logan pitched this idea to me in my office and it actually wasn't just the one time you kept bringing it up. But oh, I don't <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sitting here not remembering. <laughs> it's so good. Cause we were, we were on this hype trade in the, in the youth group at the time we were, yeah. we were crushing events at the time. I, right. I like, remember, I remember the season. Yeah. Yeah. Our youth group was just like, it was banger after banger. And we had yes. like three people on staff, four people on staff that would work to collaborate towards youth ministries. Yes. And yeah. so like, because of that amount of input, we were just crushing events and yes. stuff. Cause we could pull off stuff that like, you can't pull off just with one youth pastor or whatever, you know? Yes. Oh, um, yes. And I remember you in a meeting were like, okay, so what if we do like, have you watched like those like Japanese game shows where they're like <laughs> okay, slipping on stuff now. and <laughs> you were like, you're like painting a picture, right? And you're like, okay, so what if we go into the auditorium and we move out all the chairs and we set up just like a giant ramp and it goes like high and then we put like dish soap or something down it and we have leaders at the top and the students have to try and climb the ramp while we throw stuff down at them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I vividly remember this now. Dude, and I was like, man, like what a moment for me to be like, I don't want to crush this guy's creativity. <laughs> but... I was like, we, there's no way we could do that, man. Like, first of all, it's like, we're going to get stuff all over the place in the auditorium. Like we can't get students to climb something high up on a slippery slope. Like they sign waivers. Come on. It's it's doable. (laughs) Yeah. But the best part was, is that like, I don't know what I said the first time I might've actually just been like, okay, that's a good idea. Let's keep working on it. Like I might not have said no right away or something. Oh, you a hundred percent were like, I I remember this. You were a hundred percent. were like, Hey, yeah, like that's a good idea. Let's like table that. And like, let's think about maybe we could like, I don't think you used the word table, but you were definitely like the yes. You were definitely like the no, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying. Yeah, I didn't want to crush the the creativity, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but I brought it. I remember bringing it up many times. <laughs> so it came up again. Yeah, man. And I just remember at one point, just like being like, Logan, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, uh, you could have just said that to me the first time, and I would have been like, okay, like yeah. you know, like lesson but- learned. Honestly, although I didn't want you to feel like, oh, well, I can't dream that big because if you didn't dream that big, we wouldn't have all the good ideas you had, you know. So That's just fair. to circle back and to say props to you because you were always thinking creatively. But I, I think we we drew the line at students suspended twenty feet in the air on a slippery slope what? while youth well, well, throw okay, at them. Okay, it wasn't. Let me just paint the picture of what I imagined, okay? I want the listeners to get a good idea of this, okay? So, I distinctly remember I struggle with insomnia. I still do. So, like, there would be 
like days where I just wouldn't sleep. And when you're when you can't sleep, I'm like, well, I might as well do something. So I would just go on YouTube and I would just like go down the YouTube rabbit hole of like <laughs> I would type. I was trying for some reason I really wanted to watch like Wipeout, you know, like the old mm, like Wipeout show mm. or whatever. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna w- see if I could find some clips on YouTube. So I started watching Wipeout, mm-hmm. and then I found like another version and another version, and then it was like eventually it's like four in the morning. And I'm watching a Japanese game show of yeah. like them do uh, do look up Japanese game shows. They are insane. If you ever want ideas for yeah, you, be, be careful looking up Japanese game yeah, shows. Yeah, I was though. that was gonna be my next. I was gonna that <laughs> was your gonna clean be my search on your safe search I was, on. Yeah, I was gonna say make sure you because they can get pretty R rated very quickly. So just make, <laughs> like just be very careful. Um, and so I was like watching them, and yeah, they what they did. Was this, they basically built like and it wasn't I didn't say twenty feet okay that's ridiculous. Well, but I don't know. Maybe man. I did. the auditorium did. is like thirty feet high or something. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> truthfully, we could. You know what? I have an idea. Anyway, but um, so my idea was like we just build like some type of slope. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be twenty feet. Whatever. We just build some type of little ramp, and it's like stairs. So like you kind of build ledges into it kind of think of like stairs on minecraft think like Mm -hmm. that okay and then you slick it down and then you put like you know leaders at the top have like pool noodles or just like tiny things that don't hurt but enough that it's like distracting (laughs) that you're throwing at them and then the first one to like reach the top and like ring the bell or whatever wins and it was like in my mind i thought it was so easily achievable because i was like we stack a bunch of chairs and then we just get like some plywood, and we just like <laughs> re- like. <laughs> that's that's even more janky the way you're describing oh, it. It's okay, I was like worse. 19, I was like 19, 20 yeah. at the time. Okay, I did not have the same mentality or stuff that I have now. Just get some chairs and plywood. It's just yeah. like plywood sitting on top of chairs. No, we would we would put like we would put like plastic over the over would tarp over the the, the plywood. Yeah. Yeah, I get what okay. you say. <laughs> but so anyway, that was that listeners, that was what was envisioning in my head of like we could do something like that and it would be really fun. Listeners, you decide but, whether uh, even the way he described it is <laughs> oh, better no, or worse. No, oh, no, it's way worse the way I described it. 100%. <laughs> okay, I'm going to share my kind of favorite memory of like you and I like doing one of my favorite memories of you doing you and I doing youth ministry together because I think it just like I think it just perfectly culminates the energy that you and I have. Okay, right um, on. So, um, do you remember? It's 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 two stories actually. I'm gonna tell two quick stories. Do you remember when we did the first uh, tribal wars or whatever we called it, the Mission Impossible tribal uh, theme that we had? Oh, like the and Mayans versus the Incans. Yes. Thing? Yes, yeah. yes. Like the, the ancient you, civilization yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and how we split the church. We I was at the church like all day blacking out windows and the whole thing and building all these sets and whatnot. And we had the fog machines going everywhere. It was like yeah. such a hype event. Dude, we you, tore the church upside down for that. That was awesome. You and I like didn't leave the church till like two AM that day. Because we <laughs> yeah. had to we had to like clean the whole building before. That's right. Um but do you remember the promo video that you, Joel, and I did for oh, that? Man. Oh, dude, I, I do. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna get into. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into any details because I don't want to like. So cringy, man. I don't want to like drum up whatever drama there was back then. But let's just say the three of us came up with this incredible idea. Yeah. It was 
awesome. It was lit by a candle, the whole thing, and like it explained, it conveyed super well, and the youth loved it. Lots of screaming. That's for Lots sure. of just like yelling at each other and stuff of like being really competitive. And then we had to like take it down because some people didn't like it and stuff. But it was like, it was just one of those moments where like we just like, it was just instant. That creativity just like came to it. And it, it was so fun. Yeah, uh, man. And then you and Joel bodied me into that dude for real. Like the spe- <laughs> specifically the video that we shot to promote it because it was yes. like a lot, just me and Joel screaming at each other. It was like a yep. lot of what took place. And I yes. was like, so, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable, but I was like, man, I'm not going to be the you sold guy. It. Like, you committed though. You committed, yeah. and, which is like good. <laughs> okay. So, so that's kind of the energy that like we had. It was a lot of Joel and I, or like Ben and I convincing Ethan that this is a good idea. <laughs> um, but my favorite other memory is, and it's something that we still do to each other to this day. Um, you and I used to like go to Walmart probably once a week <laughs> Yo, for to sure. get you to get you supplies yeah and sometimes yeah. i remember one time we were completely tapped for ideas yeah and we didn't know what to do and you're like let's just go walmart let's see if we can find something yeah, just wander the aisle so we literally wandered the aisles and then we came up with the greatest game show night that we ever did yo for real we did absolutely that that was the one where we did the 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 drinko the 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 trick twinkies like oh all dude of the, that was the inauguration of the twinkies yeah we did like all of these like amazing like, and we just wandered up and down the aisles of walmart for like an hour and a half getting dude, inspired so and like good. it was so fun and i like look back on that and i remember i'm like like truthfully i went back to my dorm room and was like i'm so thankful that that was my job you know it's like i just yeah. got to like like obviously like then we have to stay till midnight cleaning up and setting it all up and whatnot but it was like i remember being so thankful that like wow this is my job i am honored that i got to like go and do this and it was so fun it's wild but um you and i have this running joke now i at least i still try to keep it up yeah where we (laughs) everyone every once in a while when one of us is at walmart we text we text each other a picture of like one of those like dollar store chargers and we're like hey you need a charger (laughs) yeah because when we were in line that day one of us there was one sitting there and it was like hey you need a charger and that's it's so stupid it's so small but it just keeps going it's so dumb and so like literally the last time i was buying you supplies at walmart i texted you a picture of a charger and was like hey you need one yeah so i just i say that like i'm gonna wrap all this podcast up now of like um the fact that like you still like commit to the same joke with me is like really funny and everything (laughs) but it goes to show the amount of like dedication that you actually have to like the people that you're close with and and, um and so and just like um like for youth listening um, whether it's, you know, if whether you're part of the neighborhood church or you're part of mine or you're part of whatever, you, you're somewhere else in the world, take time to, like, actually try to invest in your youth group. Mm. Because mm-hmm. one of the questions that we didn't get to today, um, so we're going to have to do a part two of this for sure, is nice. <laughs> how d- we will do a part two. I'm telling you that right now. It's I can already tell this is going to be a banger. That's um, awesome. One of the questions that I'm going to leave the audience with as a challenge how do you as a youth how do you as a youth leader how do you as a parent how do we as youth pastors ethan how do we make the youth group experience better 
how how do, how how does the youth that's coming have a good experience? Yeah. Right? Because it's very easy for somebody to come sit in the corner, talk to the same two people and, you know, you know, kind of just play the game and go home. But is yeah. that really the best experience you can have? Yeah. You know, right? How do we how do we as, you know, how do we encourage them to do more? How does the youth themselves get the best experience, the most benefit out of youth group? And we're not going to answer that question today. I just want to leave the listeners with that. Nice. How do you get the most benefit from your youth group? How Man, do you I challenge really yourself? I really want to hear that. I really want to see those responses. I'm excited for that. Yeah, so that's going to be the question on Spotify and everything. How do you get the best benefit um, from your youth group? And that's what we're going to, I think, the next time, leave them with a little hook. You know, in a year when we do another one of these. So leave them with a year-long cliffhanger. Just the longest. Like, their yeah. answers have changed by the time it's readdressed. Yeah, yeah. People have, gradu- people have graduated. They're, like, out of youth group now and stuff. They have children. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. How do you get the most out of your youth group experience? Um, because, it, yes, us leaders and parents and pastors put a lot of time and effort into making youth group fun. But if you're not willing to kind of open yourself up a little bit, if you're not willing to put in just the littlest bit of effort, you're not going to get the best experience that you can. And that's not just for youth group. That is for anything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that that's kind of my end point. And that's something that you taught me very much so of like, you were like, you, you, we get we get out of this what you put in it. And so mm-hmm. like, um, that's a big valuable lesson. Original, so that's what, original quote from me, but I came up with that. Yeah, yeah, first person to say that yeah um and so that's what i'm gonna end this that's what we're gonna end this off with um ethan thank you so much for coming on it was a blast i am so happy that we finally did this yeah uh, man and, yeah. thanks for having me on man love you always it's so great to have you uh, as a friend and as a, a co-worker in ministry and you know all those years of working together have been like just very informative for me and developmental for me so appreciate you always man yep and uh this is the last thing i'm gonna say i just looked down at our recording software and i just realized what you titled yourself you absolute (laughs) troll (laughs) this so for listeners we use a program to record online and you can set your name and instead of ethan being mature (laughs) he called himself Ethan Bandrews, like Ethan Bethel Bandrews, baby, <laughs> like Bethel Brandon. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. That's good. That is hilarious. Um, but thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ethan, for coming on. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, this will come out right around Christmas time. So Merry Christmas to you, listeners. Happy holidays, all that Happy kind of Chrysler. Stuff. Ooh, that's a good one. Merry yep. Christmas. Oh, wait, no. Merry holidays. Happy Christmas. That's what I say to people just to mess with. There you go. Right on. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you later. Have a great day. Bye.